0: welcome to inside the tunnel brought to you by vt scoop 24 7 sports my name is andrew alex joined by the man in charge evan g watkins evan how you doing bro
1: i'm good i'm good i'm excited to have this one tonight
0: yes and i i think our listeners will be excited too this was a name who if you were looking at the boards if you were looking at twitter it's like you couldn't get him off my screen because our guys we wanted him so bad and now He's a Virginia Tech Hokie, Aeneas Peebles. Welcome to the program. How are you, man?
2: I'm doing well. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys having me.
0: Hey, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. So I want to get started with just the background, right? You know, you are totally uh, an ECC guy at this point, right? A, a Duke graduate now headed to Virginia Tech. Between going to Duke, right, you know, you come out as a high school guy, then suddenly the transfer portal comes along, right? You, you get that graduate transfer opportunity. How do those two recruiting processes differ for you, you know, between when you were a kid coming out of high school and then now just, uh, you know, a few weeks ago?
2: Yeah, man. I'd say, I mean, they were, They were. I'd say they were drastically different, you know, on my end. Um, you know, in high school, I was a real undersized defensive tackle. I was kind of that tuner kind of guy where a lot of people didn't know if I was going to be able to play on the outside or if I was too light to play on the inside. So uh, a lot of colleges kind of had me as like a, a, you know, a work in progress, somebody that didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Somebody they saw potential in. And then now, I mean, I feel like after the season, you know, me and my guys had at Duke, um, I feel like that perception has kind of changed me. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've kind of showed the world that, I, I mean, I can play and that the sky's the limit.
1: So when you decided to enter the portal, what went through, uh, what What was your thought process there? What was the decision making of, I want to explore some other options? Was it just because of, of, of Mike Elko or, or was there other reasons you decided you wanted to leave Duke?
2: I would say primarily because of Coach Mike Elko. you know, I didn't really want to use my last year um in a questioning situation. You know, when a coach leaves, you you have no clue what's gonna to happen to the staff. And, you know, Coach Simpson did an amazing job developing me as a player, and I really was not in the business of trying to just gamble my last year with a coach I didn't know or of a coach or with a mystery, I'd say. So that was definitely a huge part of my decision to hit the portal.
1: Did you think at the time maybe looking at going to the nfl uh or was it always you wanted one more year
2: yeah no that was definitely an option you know i spoke to some reliable sources and i felt like i had more i could give the game you know so i felt like there was more i could do more i could put on tape so i decided to come back
0: well hey listeners to this podcast will know that i personally follow the duke program pretty closely I've Been following my entire life my dad's an alumni there So you were with them for a while. You had the chance to play under two different head coaching regimes, that of David Cutcliffe and then, of course, Mike Elko. Talk about the differences between their coaching styles, like what the program was like. And I guess I would say finish with what were the two biggest lessons you learned from those two individuals?
2: I would say, well, I'll start with David Cutcliffe. You know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. He's one of the best men I've ever been around. You know, when it comes to developing a young man into – being grown men and handling your responsibilities, I don't think there's a better man than David Cook to do that, you know? And that's kind of the reason why I committed to Coach Cut. And, you know, it's kind of what he did for me for those two years where he was my head coach. I mean, I'd say the development I gained on just on not even football perspective, but just as a man and as growing up and just trying to develop me in my character, I mean, Coach Cut was a, I mean, I'm I'm forever thankful to him for that. You know, um, maybe the football didn't turn out as well as we wanted it to, but that's life right there. And that's another thing that he preached to us, man. Like, you got to be able to be resilient. You know what I'm saying? Things don't always go your way. But one thing that can never waver is your man. You know what I'm saying? You as a man, as your character, can never waver. And um, I'd probably say – so that's probably the one thing that my – the most important thing I learned from Coach Cut. Uh, I'd say with Coach Elko, I mean – I mean, as we know, he's a defensive guru. You know, he's he, he knows what he's doing on the defense side of the ball. He's coached that his whole life. And I mean, we were we were I feel like me and the guys these last two years were part of something special. You know special defense, um, a special thing to come back to Duke, you know, kind of revitalize the Duke football program as a whole. And I feel like we we did a pretty good job of that, you know what I'm saying? So I'd probably say Coach Elko is definitely a straightforward, shoot you straight, tell you what it is and what is not kind of guy. And you know, that's something that a player a can respect. I mean, you, you want a guy who's going to tell you when you're wrong and when you're right. I have vivid memory of When I did bad, Coach Elko told me you did bad. And when I did good, he was also there to give me a hug and say, you did a great job. So, I mean, he, he, he's a great coach and, and, and they're both great coaches in their own ways.
1: So then going, making the, going through the transfer portal process, you had a lot of opportunities because you're a, you're a dominant player in the ACC. You're a proven commodity. You know, when when you went in, people, schools automatically knew what they could get with you. What was it that uh, helped you make your decision? What was in that decision-making process that led you to Virginia Tech and and the schools that you were looking at and then ultimately the Hokies?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd say Virginia Tech, going up there, I immediately felt like it was home. And I know that's kind of a thing that's kind of a cliche nowadays in this recruiting process that – guys have one thing that they say, oh, this is home. But I genuinely felt like this is somewhere that I can see me and my family coming back to and wanting to be a part of. You know, the Blacksburg community is huge. You know, I mean, there's no better fan base, I'd say, in the ACC. No bigger fan base, I mean, to say, in the ACC. I mean, Blacksburg is huge, man. The support of the Virginia Tech Hokies is ginormous. So, you know, being around that fan base and being around that coaching staff and seeing – what they had in mind for me and my play style, and what we could be this year uh, as a Virginia Tech football player—that's something I gravitated to. So I wanted to be a part of that.
1: Did you, during your time at Duke, did you play at Virginia Tech?
2: Uh, I don't—I can't remember. I know the one time I had been to Virginia Tech was—I want to say—in the eighth grade. I think I went for a football camp in the eighth grade. Um, okay, that's my—I can't remember exactly if we played which is kind of crazy, but I definitely remember being, I have definitely uh, been to Virginia Tech before.
1: So when you were up there and you were on that visit, who were some of the guys that were like kind of influential on that visit for you to make that decision?
2: Yeah, I would say coach Price for sure. Uh, Coach Cheetah, you know, I definitely say coach Cheetah, man. Uh, Having that prior connection, you know, with him being a Duke Blue Devil such as I, you know what I'm saying? It was great to have a familiar face to see and, you know, somebody shoots me straight and uh, he's just a a voice I knew I could trust, you know, going up there.
0: So looking at the staff as a whole, again, you had a lot of options. What was the pitch from this tech coaching staff, you know, beyond just the community and, and all that with everything that you had out there, what made you say, all right, Virginia tech is the place I need to go.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I'd say one of the, one of the, Big things that me and my party looked at which I said the school was uh, we wanted to go to a program where we felt like um, they had production from my position prior. And, you know, the Virginia Tech Hokies had a lot of good production from the defensive tackle position with their with the three uh, seniors that they're losing this year. And I felt like uh, seeing those guys and seeing how well they played and how they thrived in the defense. I felt like I could see myself also doing that.
1: Did you, you know, feeling like you could with those three guys leaving, feeling like you could walk into a really big role, like an immediate impact? Did that, did that play into it as well?
2: A hundred percent. You know, I felt like, uh, I felt like a room where I felt like I could come in and be myself and be a, the leader I want to be when I come and step on Virginia Tech's campus. You know, that's one of the things that I really want to pride myself on being this last year. I want to be a leader. I want to be somewhere where people can look to to see how to do it or how to do something right. You know, I really want to take that next step in my game. And yeah, Virginia Tech definitely like a place where I could do that.
0: You know, Aeneas, you look at the stat lines, you look at the tape, and you're a guy that improved year over year over year every year at Duke. What would you say was the thing that you improved upon the most from January 1st, 2023 till now as a football player? And then what's that part of your game that you're looking to improve the most upon as we go into the 2024
2: season? 100%. I'd probably say, well, from year from last year to this year that we just had, my number one thing probably was my conditioning. You know, I just wanted to make sure that when I was on that field, I could give everything I had and be able to empty the tank every time I stepped on that field. And, you know, that's really one of the things that over the offseason I really highlighted with the help of Coach David Feely and, you know, the whole uh, training staff there at Duke. You know, I really put an emphasis on when I step on the field this year, I want to be able to go. I don't want to be I don't want to hold anything in the tank. I want to be able to let loose, come off, get back on and be ready to go. So I would probably say my conditioning was definitely the main thing that I switched from last year to this year. And going into this next season, man, I really want to try to continue to polish my run fundamentals. You know, I want to I want to make that a highlight of my game. You know what I'm saying? so. The, just I want to highlight that more of my game, I'd say.
1: How how fitting was it? Because we we watched it. We were in a group chat on it your bowl game being being one being committed to a school and playing in the bowl game and two how fitting was it that ending I mean you leveled the quarterback to throw an interception to end the game right so <laughs> how you know first of all how different was it knowing that that was your last game and then how fulfilling was that ending for you
2: yeah mean it was I mean it was huge but it, it was bigger than man the whole the whole thought process behind playing in the bowl game and you know being a part of my teammates is that it's bigger than me you know this game is bigger than me this university is bigger than me this sport is bigger than me so for me to have to go through or for me to go through this whole season with my teammates with the objective always being to win a championship whether it's the college football playoffs whether it's the rose bowl the sugar bowl or whatever it is is to win a championship at the end of the year so I felt like it was only right for me to go out there with my brothers one last time and achieve what we set up to do and win a championship, which was what we did.
1: So after that game, was there any has there been any talk with, you know, with Manny Diaz coming in, maybe trying to has he been trying to reel you back to Duke? You know, how has how has that gone? And and, and how are you, you know, are you locked in 100 percent with the Hokies?
2: Yeah, Coach, coach Diaz is, is a fantastic coach, you know what I'm saying? Coach Diaz definitely has an amazing resume he's put together um, with his defenses. So, of course, you know, Coach Diaz has definitely reached out to me and spoke with me, and we've had conversations, but I'm committed, I'm fully 100% committed to the Hokies. I'm excited to be a part of the Tech community.
1: When do you get up there to Blacksburg?
2: Uh, I'm pretty sure I leave on the 12th, 12th of January.
0: Well, hey, you spoke about what you accomplished with your brothers at Duke you do have a legitimate biological brother who is a heck of a football player himself. Tell us about your brother, man.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> My little brother Braylon, man, he can go. I'm not going to lie. We we have many heated arguments to this day about who was better in high school and who was better this and who was better that. But man, slowly and slowly he's making a better and better argument every day where, where I might, ha- I might have to give him the crown, but not yet, man. Uh, we're going to have to wait to see when it's all said and done, but Man, he's a baller. He's picked up a couple offers so far, Louisville, SMU, Virginia. Uh, I can't remember if he has Virginia Tech, but I know for sure he has Louisville. Uh, SM- oh, no, excuse me, not Virginia Tech, Louisville, SMU, and Duke for sure right now. So, yeah, man, he can go. He plays safety for Cardinal Gibbons here in North Carolina.
1: How important, when you made that, the, the transfer decision, how important was it to be close to home? Was that important to, to be around your brother and keep that family from having to travel too far?
2: Yeah, that was definitely something that I considered. I wouldn't say that it was a deal breaker either way, because, you know, if I want to do what I want to do, like, on the next level, I mean, I'm going to have to make that sacrifice of not being home or possibly being home. You know, it's only one uh, national football team in North Carolina, which is the Panthers. But, you know, so I'm probably going to have to make that switch either way. So, you know, it 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 was definitely something I considered, but I wouldn't say it was a deal breaker either way.
1: So if it wasn't the Hokies, who would it have been?
2: Oh, man, that's a tough question. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't even say I had a second choice, you know. I mean, that feeling of Virginia Tech is special, so I wouldn't even say it was a second guess.
0: People who follow Duke would be familiar with you. I bet you a lot of our fans might have said, at least looking at the name on their Twitter screen, how do I pronounce that? Tell, me about, tell us about your name, Aeneas. It's very unique. Yeah. What's the background?
2: Uh, well, I was named after Aeneas Williams, the football player that played for the Cardinals, you know, uh, for, back in the day. Uh, my parents just said they was in the living room and they was watching a football game and that's, that's who they saw speaking on TV. And they said, wow, that's a good name. So that's what I was named after. But a lot of the history that came from my name is actually a Trojan war hero named Aeneas. You know, you can find it in the Um, It's got to do with, Rome, with the Roman history.
1: If I had offered to name one of my kids after a football game I was watching, my wife would have kicked me out of every delivery room I've ever been in.
2: Oh, Believe me, my dad definitely got some pushback. But, you know, my friends friends try not to tell me the whole story, but I I definitely think my my dad got some pushback on that.
1: So you mentioned earlier this – We want to circle back with when you're talking about uh, Cut and, and, uh, you know, Mike Elko. How do you compare Brent pride to those guys? Because they, he, he seems to have qualities that both of them have.
2: Yeah, I would definitely say, man, coach, coach made a huge impact on me uh, during my business, man. We ate dinner with him almost every day. He was, he's a real personable guy. And another thing I would say was I had a lot of recommendations for coach, you know, like guys like Derek Tangelo, who's played on his defense up at Virginia. I mean, at Penn state, um, other, other guys who've been around him. I mean, they've all just talked about his, his will to win, you know, his drive to win and how good his defenses have been. So, but, I mean, he, he kind of has that kind of, I don't It's kind of hard to compare coach, you know, Co- coach prize just he, he's unique. I'd say that.
0: In conversations that you've had with him and other members of the coaching staff, ha- have they articulated what the goal is for next year? And if so, you know, what have they said? What's the North Star for this 2024 Hokie team?
2: Uh, man, going into this year, we want to come and win. I mean, we want to come and win the ACC. That's our goal. That's always been their goal. And I'm just excited and happy that they're allowing me to jump on this, jump aboard and help them achieve this achieve this goal, you know. So, I mean, when talking with Coach Pry, he he just really wants to emphasize that we didn't come to play. We came to win today. You know, not tomorrow, not just week one. We want to go in the game and win it every single day.
1: Now, obviously, we talked about it earlier, they're losing three D tackles. Um, they got you, uh, Kelvin Gilliam from Oklahoma. They got a Juco D tackle coming in. So they're looking to fill those, those those that void. But on the other side of the ball, they've done really well retaining talent. I don't know how, how much you've been involved or, or seen that. But with Kyron Drones coming back and Bachel Tootin coming back and all of their wide receivers coming back, uh, tight end announcing he's coming back. What does that mean for you to see, you know, the other side is also heavily invested uh, in making 2024 a big season for Virginia Tech?
2: Yeah, it speaks to the culture of the team. I mean, it speaks to how much these players here buy in and that was definitely one of the things that brought me into this team you know speaking with the players that are actively on the roster and the great things they had to say about the program that truly just speaks to the buy-in and the the known knowing that this can be something special i'd say you know those guys even in my short time speaking to them you know on the visits i mean i can just feel the energy in them and they're they're ready and geared up for this season we know this can be something special this year
0: Evan, you got anything else, or you want to go to the fun stuff? Let's go. Let's go one more because I know a lot
1: of people look at looked at your recruitment and say a defensive tackle commits, and obviously J.C. Price is heavily involved there, we, and we understand that. But I have heard, and you mentioned it a little bit, that Cheeto was huge in your recruitment. Um, can you talk more about your relationship with him and kind of how he helped bridge that gap of Duke to Virginia Tech?
2: Yeah, so being around Coach Cheetah (laughs) which this is actually kind of a kind of a great story, man. You know, obviously D line and DBs work together. And I just remember listening to Coach Cheetah every day, just always, just always get on a D line. We need more pressure. We need more pressure so we can get picks. We need more picks, you know what I'm saying? We need better coverage so we can get sacks, you know. Just always hearing his voice and always hear about how much he talks about the D line for him not to be a D-line coach. That always, you know, kind of brought me towards him and just wanted to gravitate towards his energy, you know, being around coach Tita there at Duke, even as a young guy, you know, he always, he always was so receptive of me and always there and always there to lend an ear. So when he went to Virginia tech and I, and you know, when the process, my process, you know, began, and I knew he was a familiar face I could reach out to. He was definitely one of the people I spoke to the most, you know, during my recruiting process, when it came down to making a decision.
0: Well, we are thankful for that and for many other reasons to have Coach Cheetah around. (laughs) Just looking at his Twitter account every day and seeing the Cheetah law that he's spewing is pretty awesome. But hey, let's get into the fun stuff here. You know, the fans want to learn a little bit about you personally, so we're doing rapid fire here. First question, as always, what's the best fast food burger?
2: Five guys.
0: What's your personal mantra, whether it be a quote or a saying, you know, What's the, the, the guiding light in that
2: regard? Yeah, my, my my thing has always been if there is a day, it's not today. You know, if there's a day where I'm going to – if there's a day where I'm not going to produce, it's not going to be today. If there's a day where I'm going to quit, it's not going to be today. So if there's a day, it's not today.
0: What player did you model your game after?
2: Uh, I watch a lot of Grady Jarrett, a lot of uh, – yeah, I watched a lot of Grady Jarrett's film. I think uh, our body types are kind of comparable, so I watch a lot of his film.
0: The world would be a better place if everyone did blank.
2: The world would be a better place if everybody stopped chewing gum. I don't know why. I just, chewing gum is just, it's one of my pet peeves, and I can't stand chewing gum.
0: If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be?
2: dead or alive. I'd probably say Shaq would definitely be one of my people. Shaq just seems like a super cool guy. I would love to be around. I'd probably say Shaq. Um, Shaq, I'd probably say Drake, and my little brother. I'll bring him along.
0: If you could have any artist play a concert at your birthday party. Who would it be? And you can't say Drake twice. So if it's Drake, say... pick a second one.
2: <laughs> who would I? Buy? Man, this is a tough one. At my birthday, who would I want to perform? I would probably say. I'll probably say Lil Wayne.
0: Who is your inspiration in life? Who Who's the one person that you've always turned to, you know, when, when times get tough?
2: I probably say my dad. You know, I mean, I've always. I've always wanted to be like my dad ever since growing up, man. He played defensive tackle and, you know, for Appalachian State and went on to play in professional football. Man, I've always just wanted to be like my dad growing up. So, you know, everything I do is trying to uh, just make him proud.
0: If you had to write a a scouting report on yourself, what would it be?
2: Yeah, I'd probably say, well, good. I'd probably say uh, high motor, really twitchy, you know what I'm saying? Good pass rusher uh probably bad i would say uh i'd probably say like i said earlier probably needs to work on this run fundamental some more
0: (laughs) and last one hokey nation's listening what's the final message for manias
2: hokey nation (laughs) i can't wait to show you guys what we got in store in 2024
0: Aeneas Peebles, thanks so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. We can't wait to see what you got in store for us. Thank you. Aeneas Peebles, one of the newest members of your 2024 Virginia Tech Hokies. I am Andrew Alex. He is Evan Watkins. Thank you for listening. As always, jump on VT Scoop 24-7 Sports. Subscribe to this podcast. We're going to have all kinds of these interviews coming your way over the course of the next few days the next few weeks the next few months and you're not going to want to miss it thanks for listening to inside the tunnel folks and as always go hokies